Well, hi there. Welcome back to this week's episode of the My Love of Golf podcast. Thank you for joining us wherever you are around Australia, around the world. We're here trying to bring you up to date with what's happening in our world of golf and hopefully that adds something to your world of golf. Thanks for joining us. We've got Magic Mike who has been digesting all of the data lake information with a whole new set of tips to bring to you. And we're going to review what's been happening in the last week and a few other stories around the world of golf. Thanks for listening. Let's grab Magic Mike. Magic Mike, uh, welcome back to the My Love Golf Podcast. Uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for choosing to come back. And uh, every week, I'm sure you, I'm sure you sit back and go, "Am I going to do this again this week? Am I doing it? Am I actually doing this again?" Uh, how are you, mate? You well? I'm good. Yeah, thanks for having me on the podcast oh, on your podcast. That's, yeah, no, I really appreciate yeah, it. Really appreciate you joining. Um, no, it is your. It's technically your podcast now. So um, <laughs> you know, you're you're the man. I just I, as I said, I just press the buttons. Yeah, you uh, just ha- press the buttons. How's your week in golf been? Ah, uh, my week in golf. I played on Sunday, as we talked about last week. I played in the um, the Mandalay Open Amateur and Stroke Event. A lot of very good golfers. Played with two really good golfers, Alex and Alex from uh, what's the course over in Altona? I always forget. Um, Keringle. Keringle. He was very, very good golfer, and Alan from Heidelberg, uh, both oh. playing off. Um, Shout out to two two big Al's, big Alex. Yeah, it was Alex. Alex and big I said to him on the first two. I'm not. I'm just going to call you Al all day, and I won't get a name wrong. Um, yeah, both very good golfers. Both. I think they're off about two handicap. Ah, uh, no. Um, sorry to interrupt. Naturally, you signed them up to the, the tipping com. To the yeah, all that. And, oh yeah, and the podcast, yeah. and you know. No, the, we by, talked about all things while we were looking for my golf balls and <laughs> figuring out penalties. No, it was um. It was a long day. It wasn't a bad day. The weather was good, everything along those lines. I just played absolutely horrendously. I had a really, really poor double on one, which doesn't help when you're playing stroke, and sort of battled around a little bit. Probably was right around the number of where – I haven't even told you this yet. I was probably right around the number of where I thought I'd finish. Like In line, if you ranked everyone by handicap, I would have been bang on the number. And we got to the last, and we, we teed off 10, so we're on the on the ninth, and I, I've hit a bit of a push – off the tee, which is fine. It was all safe. It was a, a nice, easy 120-meter uh, shot into the green. It was actually a bit of an open shot from there, which was great. So uh, just we're waiting and waiting and waiting. We had on the we were waiting all day. The group in front was a little bit slower. Anyway, um, a bit tired, and I hit this ball, and I, I lit like it wasn't it wasn't a pull. It was a flat hook, and I don't I don't think I've ever hit a hook in my life. I don't. I hit slices. I hit hosels. Don't hit hooks. I was shocked. Shocked. Not only was I shocked, I saw it bounce. So it must hit cart path and kept going. And I remember when we worked to the walk to the tenth to tee off. That's OB. <laughs> so I've just grabbed another ball, um, taken my drop, knowing I'm, there's a solid chance that's OB. Um, instead of walking back, I'm going to hit a provisional from over here, hit it, and I hit the exact same shot <laughs> and straight in towards OB. Hit a third. It was fine. And we get over there, and the stakes were really confusing. It was like a tri- a Bermuda triangle and my ball was in the middle. So I'm like, is this in or is this out? Because I'm facing the facing the green and there's no stakes between me and there, but there is a stake there and there's a stake there. And if I draw, that were kind of like in a V, but they could have, like you, which way you were drawing the line between, I don't know. Um, but we, yeah, after a bit of us all trying to figure it out for a minute, um, we saw at the back of the card said basically the cart path is where OB starts, even though that's not where the stakes were. So I picked it up. Went over to my ball and, um, yeah, I was well and truly over it by then and wrote down a number 10 on the last. <laughs> Dear. <laughs> and then I just said to the – and I, the boys going, no, no, it wasn't that bad. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> I hit three from over there. No, they, they didn't see me take the, the provisional drops. So, yeah, they, they, they I was laughing and they were a bit shocked that I was laughing about it. I was like, boys, I'm so far gone here. It doesn't matter. So my week in golf – was look, it was still good fun, and I'm going to do more of them. But yeah, I, I hope I don't play like that because it'd be very annoying at some point. Well, Mike, I am all behind your pursuit of greatness on the uh, Challenge Tour. Uh, let's, call it. It, let's call it the Mike's <laughs> Challenge Tour. But um, yeah, you're putting yourself up against some stiff competition playing in stroke events. It's it's very hard to play in a stroke event. Like 
you, you, you don't get used to it. Like, yeah, you, know, you get used to playing Stableford where you get the luxury of picking yeah. up and be able to forget about a yep. potential seven or eight. You just pick it up once you can't, can't score and, and move on. Yeah. Um, it's it's sometimes hard to, to come back to stroke. No, I'm, you, yeah, I could not agree more. It's such a different mentality. And I think I need to really have a have a thought process and probably need, need to get on to Jamie um, and just have a think about how to attack it. Because on the first, it's not a long hole, all of our 10th, the 10th hole, which was our first hole. Um, not a long hole. Let's call it 300 metres, right? Par four pretty wide open fairway and I was like well I, I don't need to hit driver here because I'm bringing in that pot so I'm just going to hit a hybrid down the middle and I hit a hybrid but I hit a really poor hybrid and it didn't quite go to the distance I wanted to so then I had a little bit more going in than I hoped for I think I might have had a, a 9 instead of a or maybe an 8 instead of a wedge something like that and I just shoved it slightly and then that rolled into the rough and I thought to myself I should have just hit driver there and just smack one down the middle I probably would have had a half, half gap wedge sandwich flip onto the green and made him par and kept going. Um, but again, I think I was a little bit more cautious because I'm playing stroke. If it was stable fit, I wouldn't have even thought about it. It would have yeah. just gone whack. Yeah. yeah. Uh, easy to say, hard to do, but um, yep. nothing worse than starting a straight round with a double. You know, like you're walking off that first green uh-huh. going, well, I'm playing. I'm only really playing 17 holes of golf today. I'm playing 17 That's holes it. of catch up. Well, when, when you, yeah, my, well, for most people would know us, I play off my GA's nine, so... When you're giving up two on the first, yeah, <laughs> you know you got a long, you got a, you got a long day ahead of you to catch up. Made a birdie on one of the holes, had an eagle putt on that hole on the par five, which was nice. Um, There's a few good holes and just a few poor holes. That was that. Uh, we might talk about my week in golf. There's been a couple of um, you know the pro am season is upon us, and uh, <laughs> we might talk about that in a bit. Uh, but we've got a few things to get through on the agenda. So we've got last week's uh, results to to cover off. We had the Amex. Um, what else do we have? We had the uh, DP World Tour. Ooh, what an exciting yep. finish! And you, mm. were, you're not usually up and about for a DP World Tour World no. Tour final uh, stretch. That's usually my job. But you were up, so I uh, fell asleep on the lounge, and you were you couldn't sleep because we'll get to that as well. Yeah. Uh, Asian Tour qu- qualifying school wrapped up last week, and we've got five Aussies who have made their uh, made the uh, cards on the uh, Asian Tour. So that's been a fairly sought after position to be on you know if you can't get on uh corn ferry or pga tour you know it seems to be the one uh that everyone's sort of chasing that doesn't have any status so it was pretty hotly contested like i think it was like a nine-man playoff for the mm-hmm. 35th position or whatever it was and you know we had a couple of Aussies in that playoff and a couple of just missed out Demi Papadatos and um a couple of others just missed out so we'll go through that um bit of bit of live Scuttle, not scuttle, not scuttle. That's not really a thing. But you know, they've signed a a TV yep. a TV deal that's caused a bit of furor in the states. You know, a few bit of backlash from the media set over there. Yeah. And um, so we've got the tips to. Oh, I actually, yeah. I actually got some money on the board. I'm still. It's embarrassing. Yeah. It's embarrassing to look at that. Seventieth uh, out of, out of a hundred. Yeah, it's good to see a hundred and something people playing uh, in our Teepster competition. Of course, in the Teepster program. If you are playing Teepster with us, uh, between now and the end of the month. Um, you can go in the you can go in the draw to win a bag, so you have like one hundred and something chances to win the uh, Titleist Players Stand Bag worth about four hundred bucks. Um, beautiful stuff. So get involved. It's great to see it growing. So it obviously means people mm. people are listening. Yeah. Uh, and but sadly for me, it's um, if you've picked John Rahm and someone else, you know you you've already clubbed almost a couple of million bucks ahead. So we'll go through that. <laughs> uh, and I, I think Aaron Aaron Badley. I picked Aaron Badley. I picked Aaron Badley, and I just based on his form the previous week, I thought he's going to get yep. me some bank, yep. $19,800. I don't know what happened to Bads at the end there. I wasn't really following it, but... Uh, no, he, no, he... Um, he clearly didn't put any pressure on John Rahm. No, no, look, it was a funny tournament. I, I'm not a fan of this tournament. I don't, I don't, I shouldn't say I hate it. I don't hate it. Hate's a very strong word. Um, yeah, but three courses, it's, it's not great visually like I don't, I don't find that a tournament to sit down and watch there's no there's nobody there um that dormant dormant bermuda is or whatever it is is just it's very dull color um it's hard to keep track of because there's three courses going at once it really only is only really worth watching that final round um and even then i, I don't you know the course is just so so i think the only thing people want to watch is whether 
these guys can hit you know an eight iron into the the island green which is behind me still in the, in the background from uh, for my picture tonight but um john Rahm for me won the tournament in the third round he played the stadium course on the sun- saturday i think and uh he shot 65 and no one was getting anything like that through the, through the weeks that they they were tearing up uh the quinta and um the other course but they weren't doing too much damage there so he got to the hardest course and had probably one of you know, not his best round for the week but it had a super round and sort of gapped the field and then it was only a handful hanging on davis thompson was probably one that hung on for a lot longer than many thought xander made a late charge taylor montgomery i'm gonna talk about taylor montgomery when we get to the tape stuff because taylor montgomery oh is this is a guy that didn't stack up at all when you look at his stats but the one thing he's really good at is putting and we said last week this is a putting contest but we didn't talk about Taylor Montgomery, but a few people picked him, and they're the people I'm going to be watching in tapes of this year because they're the sharps. Mm. They they're doing their homework in the background, or they've they've got they've either got their own data lakes at home, or they've got access to some uh, inside info. They're they're uh, they definitely know what they're doing. So we'll go through those guys in a minute. But yeah, bad. Oh, so, um, oh, so we're going to call out the people in tapes that actually oh. made some solid. Solid calls, and we've got to Absolutely. try and get inside, get inside their, their thought, thoughtology. That's it. I like it. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny because at the start of the week, when we started talking about putting contest, I had a very small bet on Taylor Montgomery because I thought he doesn't suit here, but I'm going to, just in case he can putt, we'll just, just a saver. And then I thought, but no one will be picking this bloke. And then I see, I think it was three or four people in tapes to pick him. So I was a bit, I was a little bit surprised, we'll put it that way. Oh, I look forward uh, to the day that people want to review my thoughtology around my picks. Uh, if I, I've got, you know, I've got all the sounds here on this little podcast machine. I'll have to put crickets in there because that'll be the, that'll be the discussion point. Of, um, I don't know what Bads did to be honest. I, I don't. Again, I sort of chopped in and out of viewing. I don't remember seeing too much of him to be honest. Obviously, the week before we did, but I don't remember. Oh, here we go. T fifty. Um, really good Friday and Saturday. Sixty eight, yeah. sixty five. I was excited. I was I was up and about, and then. Yeah, and then he fell away. Yeah, that stadium course is a, is not an easy, uh, not an easy finish. Um, so yeah, that that's that's always going to really put you to the to the sword, I think. Anyway, but John Rahm, he's he yeah. really he really is the best player in the world. Yeah, um, he is. Rory's pretty good. I I I, I don't know. I don't buy into any of it to be honest. I don't I don't get it. I don't. I find Twitter. I really do enjoy Twitter, and we use it a lot. But I find it a little bit frustrating on how wound up people get about that sort of stuff, like the world golf rankings, and people talking about how many points John Rahm got this year versus the Century Tournament of Champions versus what happened last year. People, we have literally changed, or they, not me, we didn't do anything. They literally changed the whole way they do the points. So you're not comparing apples and apples. So don't talk to me about how many points some bloke got last year. Like Cam Smith got 50 last year for winning that event. and John Rahm got 30 this year. Give it two years. Once it all cycles out, it'll balance out. But um, right now, if I say who's the best golfer, um, if you're just giving it the eye test, he's certainly, him and Rory are the best too. I mean, Rory's season last year, we went through it. I can't remember what it was, but it was ridiculous. It was mm-hmm. like, 18 top fives in 24 starts or something bananas john rams had an exceptional exceptional um three months i think he's won four of his last six worldwide starts two of them have been on the euro tour against probably lower fields not impossible low fields one was a century tournament against obviously players that are one and some guys that finished in the top 30 last year but it's also a limited field event i'm not downplaying how good he is by saying that but yeah he he's he's comfortably like uh, on the PJ tour, the guys that are going right on it, he's comfortably the best, and that's why this week, at his favourite course of anywhere in the world, the Farmers, at Torrey Pines, he's as short as Tiger would have been in his heyday. I've never seen odds like it. I can't remember anyone being that short to win a tournament. Um, well, he's certainly given the Callaway people the dream start to the launch of mm. their most significant new product in a long time, and uh, they are definitely up and about by on the strength of that uh, new driver, which continues to people ripping off numbers that uh, they haven't seen in distance-wise. and The triple yeah. diamond? Is oh, it the triple? Well, all of, he's using the triple diamond, but um, 
you know, sounds like a ski slope. I'm not a skier, but the the triple diamond, black diamond. Well, ski I, think slope. That, I think that's what it's modelled after. You know, the hard, the triple triple diamond. That's the hard one to hit. But um, anyway, yeah, that's anyway, that's by the by. Um, Xander Shoffley, he. What did he have a? Did he have a back? Oh, the double eagle. Did he have a double eagle? He did have a. He had a double eagle, also known as an albatross. Oh, really? Is that what you call it? Oh. Depends on depends on where you're watching TV. When my brother um, had when my brother had a double eagle in Cessnock in 1989, when he cleared yeah. the sixteenth with the two and the par five, which is water carry, by the way, it's like 500 meters, and he he nailed his three wood in for two. Um. It was never a double. It was never a double. It was never a double eagle. It was an albatross. And anyone that calls it a double eagle, it's not a double eagle. No, it's not. It's an albatross. I, I I definitely don't know anyone that's ever had one. Yeah, my brother had one. when He was about sixteen. Yeah. No, I mean supposedly it's harder to do than holding one. So yeah, it stacks up. It's um, yeah, I think he fell over. And as you know, he clearly wasn't aiming for that flag. If he was, he's kidding himself. That was that was. A green a water carry he, he hitting that sort of length club in and having to get it to sit down and stop with, you know, three metres to play with. But, yeah, doesn't matter whether he was aiming there or not. Went in the hole. Went in the hole. Uh, in some round, but 10 under around there just to um, just to keep the pressure on. Any other yep. any other results there? Eric Van Royen. I've always been – I think the history would show that we've been a bit of a Eric Van Royen fan with the uh, – the moustache and the jogger mm. pants, uh, the big South African. He uh, wears um, pants very similar to those shorts Rocket wore at Palmburg. Very similar length. <laughs> short, Remember the shorts? Short longs. The short longs? Yeah. <laughs> That's for you, Rocket. I know you're listening. Uh, Rocket, if Rocket just cuffed those, he could lend them to Eric Van Roy. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Oh, dear. Uh, any other thing? Any other results of... Strong, nah. strong performance from the South Africans. If we look, look past the American flags, you know, Christian yep. Bezoiden Hoot and Garrick Higo. Yep. Um, but, uh, you know, we don't, nah, we don't see an Aussie flag until we get to um, da- Danny Lee. Oh, sorry, that's a Kiwi flag. That's a Kiwi. Mm. No, Harrison Endicott. That was, was a joke. Oh, Jason Day. Jason Day. Jason Day and then Harrison Endicott. So Harrison Endicott, obviously, first year on the PGA Tour. He'd be, he's playing pretty – he'll be pushing for these results because, you know, mm. he, he'll – Factor in that rerouting, that reshuffle. Yeah, reshuffle. Yeah. No, I think. Um, yeah, again, I think we talked about it last week. South Africans, Aussies, they seem to do well on that West Coast. Um, good to see Harry Higgs playing good golf again. Sixty-two on Saturday was good to see. Um, yeah, he's had a few struggles with his mental game, so it's good to see him playing well again. Um, yeah, and I think a few other guys probably just going around. I was actually surprised that Justin Rose on telecast. He shot. Um, what it might have been after the final round. Um and he was there on TV doing an interview and I walked back into the room. I'm like, oh, Dustin Rose is playing. Dustin Rose. Um, uh, does history, if we look back at last week's episode, but history show that I picked the top Scott That's my 50-50 chance? <laughs> Rusty Knox? I did I did pick Rusty Knox, didn't I? Pretty sure I went with Rusty I Knox. I can't remember. I can't remember. <laughs> it's still a 50-50 every week. <laughs> well, both Rusty and Marty uh, made the cut, so good on you, uh, Rusty Knox. That's good. Um, Peepstar, last week we only had one person pick the winner. This week, not surprising with John Rahm being one of the favourites. Uh, there were three. Three people picked it. Uh, I'm going to say the names. Tish, Tish, T-I-S-C-H, uh, Josh Beck and Lee 1149. Now, I can tell you who they are because um, I figured out a sneaky way to figure out the names. So, Matt Tischler uh, is one of the people that picked the winner. Uh, Lee 1149, better known as... Uh, Chow C. Lee and Josh Beck. I'm going to say his name is Josh Beck. Okay. Um, they've uh, they've picked the winner this week, which is very good. I did tell you I was going to out a few people that could be sharp heaps oh, of people. Well, shout out to those three guys who picked uh, mm. John Rahm. Don't, um, the names aren't familiar to me, so they're obviously listeners of the podcast. Welcome to the My Love of Golf family. Uh, please reach out to us at any time. Reach out to Mike direct and jump into the the uh, the Discord where you can mm. get twenty four seven access to Mike. You know, like three AM in the morning, um, he'll probably answer it. I do. I do regularly check it now, and I've started putting in some the data lake every week pretty early, so people are having a look at that. Um, speaking of data lake, yeah, the, the four people to keep an eye on, and you might know these people that I'm a little bit surprised picked Taylor Montgomery, Justin Bissica, Goffey, Sean D, and Trent P. 
So those four guys, I'll be keeping an eye on you because I'm a little bit concerned you know a lot about golf, which is not okay. good if you're playing against us in Teepster. Um, the overall, Trent P still sitting right at the top, who did pick the winner last week, and he's backed it up by picking Taylor Montgomery this week, fifth. So he's gone winner and then a bloke that nearly won out, out of absolutely nowhere. So he's sitting at $1.75 million. Um, Lee, one one four nine one five. One seven, so one point five million. Uh, Tish one point five, give or take. Josh Beck one point four. Caledonia rounding out the top five at five hundred k. Where are we? That's what you really want to know. Caledonia, he must be a Scotsman. There's a, there's a good, probably good Scottish name there. Caledonia. Rocket is leading for the three of us. He's thirty fourth on the list at ninety nine seven eight seven. Then it is going to be. Not me that. at 46, 760th place. The Doctor in 61st. Well, we're on the same amount of money, so we're tied. I think he picked the same. The Doctor keeps trailing my picks. We've got to get, got to shake him, give him a fake data lake. Uh, and Mlog Roscoe, 70th, 19880. There is a new there is a new person who signed up for um, Beepstar. Do you know who it is? Nope. There's my mum. Oh, <laughs> So my mum, this is honestly, and I put this all on Cam Smith's shoulders, because she loves that boy with the mullet, she now listens to the podcast every week, and I get a message, text message the other day saying, how do I enter the competition? And I've said, well, you've got to figure out, here's the link. <laughs> and so she she picks Sam Ryder. I don't know why she picks Sam Ryder. I think she liked the odds of 130 to 1 or whatever he was. Did, that's did, that, would, that's Mrs. Something- would Mrs. Rocket... Oh, sorry, Mrs. Rocket. With Mrs. Caridi, she has to have a she has to have a show name too. By the way, so we're just <laughs> saying this now. You have to have a show name. Um, you can which you can choose. She's in it. She's in there as Magic's mum. Magic's <laughs> Magic's mum. Mrs. Magic. Uh, is Mrs. Magic? When you say Sam Ryder, pick the odds. Is she is is that where you get your punting prowess from? Does, <laughs> no, it, she, come, does it come down? She, that she line? wouldn't bet on anyone under a hundred to one, in anything, any horse. But no, no, I gave her the data lake and said, just pick one of these players, and she picked Sam Ryder. I don't know why. That's not even the most surprising part. The most surprising part is either halfway through the event or just after it finished, I get a message. I don't think I've still got some message because I deleted one message. If I've still got it here, you're going to kill yourself with laughter. No, I don't have it anymore. I get a message from my mum. Is Matsuyama playing next week? <laughs> And I said, <laughs> she's going. Why? She's going forward with the form. She said, "I've heard he's playing good golf." <laughs> Who is she talking to? Mrs. Magic, Mrs. Magic, we have to get her on. Where, where, I went. Where, and, I went and look. I went and looked up his stats. He's not playing well at all. Um, she said, "I would have picked him this week." I said, "Well, he's a terrible putter, and this is a putting contest, so you you wouldn't have picked him." So yeah, she was probably the first person to put her tips in this week. So spoiler alert, <laughs> she's got Hideki this week. And she put it in on Monday morning. So, well, Mrs. Magic, uh, welcome to the. Uh, you're already part of the family, you know, but welcome to the show part of the family. Uh, you know, that's the boo for another family member. So, you know, my dad gets a run every now and then. Of course, Mrs. Rocket uh, gets a run, and and she's been a great sponsor of the program in terms of yes. um, providing <laughs> providing the team uh, sustenance in the form of. Um, Shortbread biscuits, uh, all the way from Port Arthur, Tasmania. Uh, this is this is what my dad does. Um, we'll talk about something like going back to peak cheese week, obviously mm. before Christmas when we were rambling, rambling on about cheese. We yeah. probably haven't stopped about rambling on about cheese. Uh, we must have said something in the uh, cheese week discussion around. I think we're talking about the blue cheese, with honey. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he just sends me this: strawberries are better. <laughs> So that's that's code to to tell me that I've listened, and uh, yep. you know he's always got some little cryptic message to to forward on, uh, and uh, you know Dad, uh, he, he actually doesn't have a he needs a show name as well. There you go, he does. Well, I, um, I, can't, I can't think of it. His nickname was the Flash. Flash. There you go. Uh, Flash Lanigan. Log Flash. Flash. Flash Log. Uh, anyway, well, he'll, he'll he'll probably choose his own name and send me a message yeah. in a, in a couple of days. <laughs> Uh, good. I'm uh, sorry. Enough. Enough. Um, enough yeah. Tapes are good luck to this week. If you are listening, uh, put your tips in now because it does start Wednesday, US time with the uh, big. Uh, well, the, the, not, they start early. For, do they start early for um, football? They, American football. Oh, right, not Australia Day. 
No, not Australia Day, sadly. But you can get up on Australia Day and watch it, which will be helpful uh, on Thursday morning. But no, the uh, the tournament starts Wednesday US time, so Thursday Aussie time. And if you're in the UK or anywhere else around the world listening, you're going to have to sort it out yourself because I don't know your time zones. But um, yeah, it is a day earlier than normal. Uh, talking about Twitter, you, me- you mentioned Twitter before and, and you have taken over management pretty much solely of the um, My Love Golf Twitter account, so you'll see a little bit more there and you know, feel free, Magic, to uh, tweet away. Just just tweet the ask content on there. Um, it's something that I haven't had any skill at, haven't really played in, but I've just started as I try and take some more photos. I seem to be some part of the Twitter golf fraternity that like images of golf courses, so I thought I'll just lean into that and put some stuff up and yes of course they really you really only have two three three subject matters more peninsula kingswood mornington golf club or scotland that's sort of because that's all i've got photos of let's be honest um but it's not the worst not the worst choices no no and you know like they're always different and they're always taken with some sort of drone or camera um that's cost me a lot of money uh but it, it can be quite a positive and a very negative space and yeah, you've that's got, Twitter. Yeah, and that's so new for me. Like, uh, someone commented today. He's not a. Po- I know who he is. Um, he's not a podcast listener, but I put these photos up of Mornington, and it looks great. Like, okay, it's Mornington Golf Club. It's one of my favourite places to go and play golf. It's not mm. the greatest golf course in the Mornington Peninsula. Far, probably not far from it, but it's not in that upper echelon. But it's an honest members golf club. Yes, it's on the side of a hill. You get some side slope lines, and I credit that with helping me learn how to play shots that I never, ever would have dreamed of being able to play in the wind off side slopes. So when I do go and make those trips and play some links golf, when I get on a side slope or get into a wind, I've got to bump one low and run it. It doesn't scare me because that's what Mornington taught me, um, playing there in the in the wind, in the winter and all of that sort of thing. I love the place. It's just because it's where it, what brought me back to golf. So mm. I'm in my, one of my happiest spots, standing down there on a fairway, overlooking the water, flying a drone around, taking some photos, and subsequently giving them to them, and they they like that because they've got no one else that does it, and it helps them. And yep. someone said, "Oh, holes 13 to 16 are good, but rip the front six up. Like, what's the point? What's like, yeah. like?" What's the point of saying saying like that? Plenty of people have said some nice things. I don't care if you yeah. say – I'd rather say my photos are shit. Like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. But, um, you know, like, I don't know. It's just, it's I think like, it's, it's, it's one of those things. Twitter's, Twitter's one of those places. And I know Rock has talked about finding it frustrating as well over time. Um, yeah, it's just the way people are. Some people, some people are constructive with the conversations and you can have disagreements and that's fine. Hmm. And then there are other people that just want to – Say negative stuff because that's what they do. Um, yeah, I just now, looked it up, so I just saw, I just saw who you talking about, but I don't know the person. Um, let's. Uh, no, no, he was. Yeah, I'm sure he. No, he, he didn't mean no, yeah. meant no harm about it, but no. it was just like I thought, that's it's quite direct. Yeah, thirteen to sixteen are okay. Obviously, hasn't played the new um, holes that nine and uh, eighteen that have been redone by Darish Oliver, who's part of. Uh, implementing the master plan. You know, they've got a master plan down mm. there, which they just, as they get some coffers in the bank, roll out another section of the master plan. The new six hole will come into play. It's been long awaited. It's taken a while to get it up to speed to play, but it's, you know, Darius Oliver designed, you know, Darius who was involved in Kate Wickham and all that sort of thing, does the Planet, Planet Golf books, um, is a local down there and gives his time very willingly. And um, so Darius is implementing that, made some great changes. Um, so, yeah, they do it. they're doing stuff and, They've got water down there. You know, they either had too much water because it's on clay, so it retains mm. water in winter. But then in summer, it'd be bone dry. They've tapped into the uh, grey water outfall that goes about five k's away. They had to tap in and and bring a water line through, you know, five k's almost of of property to get endless, almost endless water. Um, big massive projects and taking taking a lot of money. So they're just a club mm. having a go. Anyway. Mornington Golf Club. You should get down there. And when it's on my list. It's on my list. Next time I get invited to play Peninsula Kingswood, I'll go and play there as well. Uh, so you haven't played? Never played it. We should have the My Love of Golf Golf Day down there. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll wait for my Masters-like invitation in the mail. Um, I just want to say to one of our fellow podcast uh, fraternity, the Teared Up uh, Golf Podcast guys, I need to give them a big shout-out. Kieran, uh, who is who we met at the uh, Oz Open. I'd met 
and played golf with Kieran and, and mm. Ryan Pappenhausen uh, before. Very active uh, in the podcast space, you know, just very aggressive, in, not aggressive in a bad way, I mean that very active in getting great guests on and you know, interviewing all the up-and-coming talent in Australian golf and, and some other people. Put a golf day on and raised uh, uh, about 5000 bucks for prostate Talk, cancer. Talk his hands, was it? Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, had all, all the big hitters of Geelong AFL, um, my, my guy, Zach Tui, who mm-hmm. was like, Episode number four or five on the My Love of Golf podcast um, years ago. Won the day with uh, another guest of the My Love of Golf podcast, Sean Higgins. Uh, so the Geelong crew uh, put it put it on down there and won the trophy. So it was good mm. to see that a couple of guests of this podcast had uh, continued on, helping out another podcast that's doing great things. So good on you, Kieran. Well done. Um, what else was I going to say? DP World Tour. So mm. this was the big one for you. I had you awake, as I alluded to there before. Yeah, I had a, I had a few. Well, last week's last week we picked and, and coming into the final round, you and I were fighting out for supremacy because the, our two picks were tied for the lead going into the final round. We had uh, you had um, Shane Lowry and I had Min Woo, and so I, I didn't know who was going to win. But yeah, I I finished up the podcast last week and and had a few um, shekels on Mister Min Woo Lee, who he's who who during the week I've realised. He's probably my favourite Australian golfer, like comfortably. Um, yeah, he just is a, a super talent, and I just like watching him at the ball. And he's just funny. Like he did, the, he did an interview halfway through. Might have been, might have been the start of the final round, two or three holes in, and um, just so relaxed doing the interview. Gives the camera a wave as he as it as it sort of pans away from him. Like most of the guys do those interviews, are just eating a banana and then keep walking. And then two holes later, he made a you know funny, funny sort of par, and then sort of gave the camera that was following like a little James Bond turnaround look at it. Like he, he was just enjoying life, which for me, when I say a golfer doing that, I've started to get confident because I think he's so relaxed, he's gonna he's gonna win this. And I thought, uh, yeah, I didn't count my chickens, but I was certainly you know ensuring they were still there. Um, yeah, but it was it was a very exciting finish. Minwoo for the whole final round just could not make a putt. I don't know what his strokes game putting were, but they would have been nowhere near what the leader had in Victor Perez, who was the opposite, could not miss. I feel like in the final round, Minwoo probably lost a shot putting and Victor Perez probably picked up a shot. So it was a two-shot difference between the two of them, and, and you know, Minwoo lost by one. The turning point... As we talked about, and everyone's probably seen the highlights of the 17th hole. Um, Min Wu was one back, uh, 17th hole. He's playing the group behind Victor Perez. Victor Perez hit his tee shot into the bunker. Um, for me, I thought he was going to struggle to make par from there. It wasn't going to be an easy shot out. Um, I clearly don't know anything because not only did he get out quite comfortably, he hit it past the flag with some fizz and... Suck the ball back into the hole for a birdie. So, yes, I was correct. It was going to struggle to make par because he made better than par, um, which really put the screws on Minwoo because it meant he had a two-shot gap. Minwoo made a pretty poor par putt on the same hole and made bogey. Uh, went down to – so that's when it got two shots. Went down to the 18th hole. and oh no, it was three shots in. Um, Perez hit a poor tee shot. Scramble to make his bogey on the last. Minwoo needed an eagle for the playoff. Somehow had a chip at it and missed by a couple of inches and tapped in his birdie to lose by one. So it was good to see Victor Perez win. I clearly a guy who's who's really trying to ensure that he's on the right up cup team. He's playing some good golf and he was out for blood the whole day. You've mm-hmm. never seen a bloke. He he looked like a guy who was just really like all charged up to get the win. And when he when he knocked that that. Um, hold out bunker shot on 17 uh, he did extremely well to get his his tee shot off on 18 because he, his adrenaline would have been through the roof fortune favouring the brave uh, we we did call out Victor Perez last week uh, when we talked about the possibles and uh, you know we I think we called him uh, Scotland's very own Victor Perez yeah uh, of course uh, he's a Frenchman but uh, he lives in Dundee, uh, which is uh, which is uh, still I'm not sure if he's got a girl in Dundee, you know, partner in Dundee or, or whatever. I'm not sure. I need to check that out. But uh, interesting, interesting destination for um, someone to live in uh, outside of uh, France. What's, but, uh, what's the weather like there? Like, give us an idea. Like, I'm get, I mean, don't get me wrong. I get that this guy plays golf for a living. But let's just say he's got a mate that lives in next door to him back in Dundee. Is his mate playing golf? 
Like, is it, is how it, often if, is he if getting if to play golf? If you're teaming me up to, to have a Scotland weather bashing session, you know, it's not, you know. No, no, no. I, 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 you could tell me it snows there. I wouldn't know the faintest. Well, of course it snows there. It's, it's there you go. I, I, I've got crazy. no idea. Uh, yeah, no, so he's, how, how often, like, that, that would put a line through, what, a month or so of the year? Yeah, but pretty much all of, well, other than Spain and that sort of thing, but a lot of Europe's not really golf friendly during the uh, the winter, yeah. but I'm pretty sure that he can probably get out of out of Tundee. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. It, but we're come, not talking about Victor. We're talking about Victor's next door neighbor. Oh, you know, oh Victor's Bokta. next door neighbor. Well, he'll, yeah. be, he'll be playing. Look, the weather over there, it's been actually a cold uh, winter in, in Scotland. There's been a lot of snow. Um, but in between the bouts of snow, like if you're playing Lynx golf, you can get on a golf course. The, the trouble playing golf in Scotland is parkland golf, you know, anything off the coast, the ground, especially when it's cold, it, it freezes. And, you know, you it's frozen. So the bell bounces off the frozen turf. Mm. Uh, you've got to play with mats and stuff like that. You've got winter tees. Sometimes, um, you know, the winter greens, you know, it's like a hole in the fairway type thing. But, um, you know, if you're playing Lynx, you know, you're playing at North Berwick, you know, you're playing all year round off grass. So you don't play off mats there. So yep. it's a little bit like here, you know, the, it's a bit dry near the, near the coast. Yeah, but I don't know what Victor's um, neighbour's up to. We might put a shout out mm. to him saying, Victor, how's your neighbour going for golf? Uh, the only one time I've been to Dundee, it was a beautiful summer's day. Uh, we went out to Broughty Ferry. I've got a funny, funny video of my wife trying to get directions from Alexa and my mother-in-law's house, both of them talking, one in an Irish accent, one in a Scottish accent, <laughs> trying to get directions to Broughty Ferry. And the Alexa's trying to take them to Staten Island. Um, it was very funny. But uh, I've only been up there once. Uh, it was actually... Um, the day I sort of pretended to get lost and ended up at Carnoustie for a look around and oh. yeah, on, on the day that was not supposed to be a golf day in our holiday in 2019, it, I just happened to turn it into a golf day. Oh, that's a shame for yeah, you. Ended up at, ended up at uh, Carnoustie for lunch and then just on the way back, I turned left over the Tay Bridge, which is a very impressive um, engineering structure as there many of them are in Scotland, you know, the home of engineering and, and bridges. And the road over the Tay Bridge takes you straight to St Andrews. Um, that didn't go down well when I parked next to the 17th and we had to have a walk. Allegedly, I thought it was allegedly walk up the 18th fairway at St Andrews on a Sunday when it's closed. But uh, Mrs Moloff, golf wasn't having any of it. I turned a day out to, into a golf day. Um, mm. Probably still haven't lived that down. Uh, anyway, we'll move on. Uh, Victor Perez, well done. Uh, mm. One one of the great things that I took out of... of uh, the weekend was Padraig, you know, like for mm. me, he's just been s- such a, a hero for Irish golf. You know, he's, he basically paid, paved the pathway for, you know, people like Shane and, and um, Rory and Seamus, you know, to, to follow along because he's been there for so long. You know, he's 50 now, he's playing on the, he's won on the seniors tour and uh, for him to come out and perform so well, and just enjoy it and play some of his best golf. Um, for someone that's over 50, I'll, I'll look to Padraig and take inspiration and, uh, and and long may his form playing in the DP World Tour, not just the Seniors Tour, uh, continue because uh, mm. he's, he's, he's a great golfer. He's still got some very, very good golf ahead of him. Um, Scrivo, T7. Um, yeah, not no, much. Good, good week. He, look, he was right in the mix through two rounds. Um, 72 in round three didn't help. Fought back with 68 on Sunday, but yeah, I, I would want to say he was top two or three after two rounds, right in the mix. You're talking about Padraig? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Uh, now, what else have we got to talk about golf-wise, uh, Mike? Well, hey, the... No, you go. Go. no you, I was going to say the Asian Tour, we've got had five people qualify, five golfers, um, young fellas from Australia qualify for their Asian Tour cards, which is a lucrative one that a lot of people have been chasing. Those five, Jack Thompson, who else have we got there? We had um, Douglas Klein. I don't know much about Douglas Klein. We had a look at his form and he's he's had, you know, just been playing around the Australian Tour and had a few miscuts and had a, I think he, Vic PJ missed the playoff by one. Uh, but he's certainly gone a long way to securing up some bank for himself by getting access to the Asian Tour. Uh, and a couple of the names that we do know, um, Jack John. Murder, uh, John Lyris, who was up mm-hmm. there, and also um, Tom Powell-Horan. Uh, Tom Powell-Horan's been plying his trade in, in and around Australia and Melbourne and uh, is a really good golfer. Those guys wrapped up their Asian Tour cards. Unfortunately, 
you know, some of the other favourites, Aaron Wilkin, brother of Brad Wilkin from the Mel- from the Melbourne Rebels. Wilco's been in – oh, hey, uh, so Mike, um, just to digress, I've got to plug my computer in. One sec. I did warn him. I did warn him. We had a discussion about battery power. I've got a couple of uh, camera lights here which have fr- – I think I've fried the battery on it. Mike gave me, as he does all the time, he gave me a lot of wisdom. <laughs> he's always got an answer for a technical problem because he's experienced it and he's fixed it. And he says, no, if you do that with batteries, it'll fry them and no good. Same as you leave your laptop on. You know, if you leave that on ba- – your battery – and I've got this brand-new laptop, pretty much brand-new. I had to buy yep. a new one to do the power for video editing and that sort of thing. I said, no, I've got 94%. I'll just take it out. And, of course, we get halfway through and um, – uh, yep. No battery. Batteries. Batteries not working. So thanks for um, telling me that my computer battery's no good. Um, uh, what was I talking about? Aaron Wilkin, brother of Brad Wilkin, Melbourne Rebels. Aaron Wilkin's a great guy. I had him in the store, but you know, just missed out on the playoff by one, as did Dimi Papadados, uh, Daniel Irami, um, Ir- Iramia, and um, Dylan Perry from the Hunter Valley, and uh, our other boy, um, Louis James Dobler, uh, also missed out, which is disappointing to see, but... Yeah, those guys have got a lot of lot of golf ahead of them. Uh, Dylan, uh, sorry, now Louis gets a start uh, not next next, next week, week, but next week. It, next um, week in the, the uh, Saudi Invitational. Yeah, wow. Got an, got, got an invitation to the Invitational. Uh, this week on the DP World Tour, what have we got? The big one. Well, one of the big ones. Herbie won a couple of years back, the Dubai Desert, Desert Classic. Classic. Yep. It was, a, it was a pretty good field. Just from the top of the pops, you've got Rory Tyrrell, uh, a very good video this week from the DP World Tour. I could say that every week, but this week was a ripper again. Uh, was it Golfing Jesus, Tommy Fleetwood? He's also playing. Uh, Shane Lowry, Minwoo again. Our boy Adrian Morong, Bobby Mack, Victor Perez is back again. Franny Molinari, Lucas Herbert, Thomas Peters, Abe Answers there, Jordan Smith, Hoy, Nicola Hoygaard. Um, yeah, Paddy Harrington's back. It's a, it is a, you know, it's starting to step up. You can see the guys are coming out of the, the winter hibernation from their Christmas breaks and they're all starting to get back into it. Is Cam Smith not playing? Does he can he could he have played if he wanted to? Being a uh, he yeah, could have passed. He'd get a pass um, like a part to be a pass. He champion. would have got in on his yeah. world his near his world ranking yeah. if he wanted to play. Yeah. I'd say Cam is just probably fishing and enjoying yeah. life and then he'll be back for the first live event in uh, where is the first live event? I should know this. We just talked about the calendar. He'll be, um, he'll be playing in um, in Saudi next week, won't he? In Saudi. Sorry, yeah. he will. Yep. 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 He'll be playing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was on the list. Yeah, correct. Yeah. All right. Who are we picking this week? I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go Rory. Yep. Well, you can't go wrong with picking Rory. Maybe Rory's going to have fire in the belly after after everyone started talking about his mate um, John Rahm. Um, part of me wants to go with Min Wu again, just because you know he, he's going to be a, he's going to be a favourite pick of mine a lot this year. Um, I'm going to pick someone really different this week. I'm going to go with you know what? I'm going to go with Sam Horsfield for no okay. apparent reason. I literally just ran my eye down the board, um, and he's my man, Sam Horsfield. Oh, he's, he's- he, he not a, he's a sleeping talent. He's a great golfer. He certainly is a talent. Yeah, great a golfer. Talent. Great golfer. American accent, but he's actually English. Um, okay, that's yeah. good. Not a bad pick. What about no? Nah, big week. What about in the PGA Tour? Who are we going? We've got the Farmers uh, this week. Yes, the Farmers this week. Um, Tory my Tory Pines. Tory Pines. Yeah, very very long golf mm. course. Um, played it a few years back. It was a long day. It was a good day. Played with two Japanese gentlemen and Scotty, and um, Japanese blokes didn't speak a word of English. And um, yeah, nice easy day. Who'd, so who did you play with? Who was who? who uh, Scotty McGregor. Oh yeah. Um, Scotty was living in LA back then, and um, I'm sure I've told this story on the podcast before, but I was shooting over there with the wife and. Scott was there working in LA and um, living with, I think he was living with Trav Fimmel back then, who's a star of Vikings. And Connors was there with his partner. So Conrad and Scott decided to take a detour two days before I got there and they went and played Pebble Beach. <laughs> so I was disappointed when I turned up that I didn't get to play Pebble Beach. But I said, look, why can't we just go down and play Torrey Pines? So we treat, you know, turn up on the morning and see if we can get a tea time because it's only about 
40, 50 minutes south of Hollywood. Um, so what do you do when you're getting prepared to play Tory Pines? We went out drinking until basically they kicked us out of a bar in Hollywood. I went to bed early because I was going to get prepared. Scott didn't. Um, yeah, we got up at 6 a.m. to – well, I got up at 6 a.m. to head, head down. He was going to pick me up in the car and he slept in. So about 9 o'clock he gave me the phone call and said, I'm so sorry, what do you want to do? I said, I don't care, we can go down and have a look. And yeah, just pulled up to Torrey Pines and said, any chance we can get on? And he said, what course? I said, South Course, where they play all the majors. And he said, can you be ready in 15? And I said, yep, but I need clubs. He said, no worries, done. And we're out there on the first two. There you and go. Away. Bang, bang. It was good. Like, it was good. It was an experience. It wasn't a – um. it's a little bit like when we played Beth Page. It was a – Doc and I played Beth Page. It was, it was a really good course. But it was it was an amazing experience, like amazing experience, just to be able to go out there and play the holes that you've seen these guys play every year on the PGA Tour and the, and the scenery and the, you know, you, if you watch any golf this week and you don't see them, those blokes in the um, hang gliders or whatever they are off the cliffs, then you didn't really watch golf this week because you're going to see about ten thousand shots of it. Uh, not to compare Tory Pines to um, Mornington, but yeah, one, one of the, one of the people did did say that. Mornington was like uh, a very abandoned dunes or covered cliffs. And I thought, oh, that's a bit, yeah. of a, a bit of a stretch, but I can yep. see, I see where you're going. Um, but quite often, you will see those very same hang gliders off the cliffs of Mornington there. Um, yeah. if you're playing, so and you Flinders can, too. Yeah, you can channel a bit of uh, Tory Pines. Uh, Tory Pines, a scene of um, one of uh, what's his name, Patrick Reed's indiscretions. Yes, that was the one where he took the embedded embedded ball a few years back, I think, yeah, from yeah. memory. Yeah, it's very that yeah. wasn't embedded. Yeah, it wasn't oh, that was embedded. embedded. I just took a drop. Yeah. Um, big week, sort of one of the bigger tournaments. Pebble next week keeps stepping up before they head, you know, into um, the Genesis at Riv. Uh, two courses this week, so don't forget if you are looking at having any sort of investment on it. Um, my advice is right now it looks like it's going to be worse weather on Thursday than it is Wednesday. Uh, windier anyway, quite 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 benign on on Wednesday. Um, the North Course is historically the hard, uh, the easier of the two courses. So for me, um, when I look at it, I sit there and say, well, I want a guy who's playing the the, the South Course on the easy day, the Wednesday, when it's got it's going to be the easier to play, and then. That the tough the tough day I want it the easy course so I've basically had a look at all the guys that are starting on the south. Um, John Run starts on the south. Shock horror! Not only is he the best player playing in the tournament by a long way, he's the favourite at a price you would have got on Tiger Woods in his prime, um, and he's starting on the best course in my opinion for what you're going to see for someone who needs to play well this week. So. Question, um, quick question for me: Where does Sahith Thagala? Where's he? Is he on the south? Oh yeah, on the. Uh, oh no, I don't know. I need to go and look him up. Okay, I'll find out for you. Um, it's a Sahith Thagala is 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 not a bad bet. I don't know how what his distance is like. Distance is going to be one of those keys this week. It's a really long course. Uh, yes, you need to putt. Tita Green is really important when it comes to how you're hitting hitting the ball. Um, how you're going to score, whether you're hitting the ball well, tee to green in the middle. Um, John Rahm's easily the top of the pops on the data lake. Um, and then after that, it's wild. Like this this week's data lake, one of the numbers when the names came up, I was a bit shocked. Guys like Kevin Yu and Cody Gribble and Josh Bramlett and, you know, Ricky Fowler filtering to the top made me shake my head a little bit that maybe I pressed some wrong, some wrong numbers. Um, but John Rum's on top, so it probably isn't. The other guys are like Cam Davis, um, maybe Gary Woodland, Siwoo Kim, Sung Jae Im. I'm picking Sung Jae Im this week for my one and done. Um, he stacks up pretty well, probably about number 17 on the lake, but he's had reasonable form here, reasonable form coming in. Uh, pretty happy with him. I'm trying to find why well, you, you can you can tell me something while I try and look up. Yeah, okay. Board, um, uh, well, I, what I can tell you is when I roll down the my list of uh, entrants there that I roll straight past Smotherman. I'm never tipping Smotherman again in the history. Of <laughs> <laughs> when you say something like that, I'm going to have to have a dollar on in this week because he'll probably win at a thousand Sm- to one. Smotherman. Uh, I tipped Smotherman once and uh, he just let me down, so he was he was done. I haven't actually picked anyone on it. I need to look at the data like uh, first. Did you want to say Is he playing? Yes. 
I'm a big, I've, I've thrown you the chance to get to him. Uh, yeah, I haven't off. messaged him yet. I will, I will have to message him. I don't know where he comes up. I can't find him. Yeah, no, he's playing. Uh, Aussies wise, we've got Cam Davis, Jason Day, uh, Harrison Endicott, and um, uh, uh, Cam Percy, and uh, Jason and uh, Bads, Badsbut.com. So, Cam Percy and Bads.com ring up for the uh, the older guard of Australian golf uh, somewhere in the middle. Jason Day, and yep. then uh, Harrison Endicott, the the new guard, and uh, Cam Davis, of course. Two best shots I've ever seen on the Peninsula Kingswood. 17th so, hole driver, driver, driver off the deck to about six feet to a tuck pin. I'll tell you about the 17th hole in a second. I'm going to say, uh, so Heath is not stacking up well in the data lake because he's not a long hitter. So he's okay. ranked 106 this year in driving distance, which is not a stat I love. We've talked about it before. Um, but his strokes gained off the tee. So when you take into account how far does he hit it and how straight does he hit it, He's and you know, sort of figure out the number. He's 164th, which is not great. Um, and he's 198th in strokes gained approach, approach from 250 to 275 yards. This course massively over indexes on shots like that. Okay, well, um, I won't be tipping Sahith the Gala, but no, no, my there's no wrong answer. My you challenge, just never know. My challenge to you is to still get him on the podcast. Uh, but we do start our own little punters club uh, between the four of us this week. That's yep. marketing yourself, myself, and uh, and Rocket. So it's it's um, the doctor's bet this Marketing's week. Marketing's up this week, yeah. Marketing. I don't know who he's going to take. Um, so maybe he'll take Sir Heath. Maybe he'll have to get on to Sir Heath as well because Sir Heath's going to be one of the stars of the new Netflix show. So if we're going to get on to him, we'd oh. want to do it before that comes out because he'll be even more popular. Well, get on to him. Yeah, get on to him, yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, well, the, um, the doctor's betting for our our $5 weekly bet that we're going to try and you know pay for the next Barnburg or Kate Wickham or whatever trip, uh, you know, if we can win something, um, just to keep it interesting uh, rather than me just sitting here saying I'm not tipping Smotherman. Um, okay. So, um, winner? Yeah, I'm going to take Sanjay. Oh, look, I think, I think if if... John Rahm turns up here like he did last week. He'll be, I know, I'm not, this is just sounds so stupid to say, he'll be hard to beat. He's a $4.50 favourite. He'll be hard to beat. But it's his favourite place on earth. I think he, he proposed to his wife here. He won his major here. Like, this is this is his world. It's like you turn up at Peninsula Kingswood. He just knows it. Uh, he feels comfortable there. He's playing exceptional golf. He'll be very hard to beat. It won't be a week for me that I'll be going bananas investing in because... I'm not betting on John Rahm at 450, and I'm not no, just losing money on other guys. So we just little bets here and there. Ah, well, what a great introduction to turning up to Peninsula Kingswood, uh, which I did yesterday. Played in the Peninsula Kingswood, uh, just to, just to round out the show, um, the Peninsula Kingswood Foundation Pro Am. Peninsula Kingswood Foundation Pro Am is, oh, yeah. is put on by uh, Marcus Fraser. So obviously Fraser hosts that. He was up until recently the director of coaching down there, and you know, wanted to show his a handful of his professional cohort mates, um, men and women, uh, and show off the course. So he invited them down, and they had a program yesterday. It raised many thousands of dollars for the foundation. Basically, supports some of the community schools around the uh, peninsula area. So, you know, if you don't know where Peninsula is located, obviously it's a, a nice golf course with people with access to that sort of membership. I've just been there for 12, 15 years, so it's, it's just a legacy of joining when I was a kid. But um, it's a pretty sought-after destination now, as you know. But the areas surrounding, um, some of the, I guess, economically challenged areas of, of Frankston, um, you know, a lot of community council housing and that sort of thing. So a lot of people that are, you know, have challenging environments. And those kids are in schools around the uh, course and... Yeah, you know, we heard from some of the print, a couple of principals of the schools yesterday about some of the challenges that they face, um, especially with the young kids coming back from um, COVID. Um, you know, like reports of you know the average ch- child that came back to school put twelve kilos on after you know sitting at home. So, the foundation supports getting kids access to playing footy. You know, getting them boots, getting them uniforms. In mm-hmm. many cases, getting them uh, transport to to play footy. You know, like there's no car in the family there's no other mode of transport so they play for it pays for cabs to get these kids 
out and about and up and about yeah. recreational facilities. So it, the, it's a great course. Put it, but, you know, there's the cream of the crop of Australian uh, professionals are there. Um, a couple of friends, you know, the returning champion, the defending champion, Stephanie Nah, who, as you know, last year we played in the uh, women's pro-am together. She mm. went out the next week. She hadn't had a win for a while. She went out and won in a company of uh, all of the great pros, talking like US Open winner Jeff Ogilvy, um, Zach Murray, you know, European tour player. Uh, and I played with um, Blake Collier, who was absolutely, just an absolutely fantastic young man, a real asset um, to Australian golf. He didn't win yesterday. Um, uh, Jake Higginbottom from Newcastle won the event, but it was just a really good event. Um, and it was, it was a lot of fun. You play that uh, tour scramble where you all hit and then you can choose the best drive and play your individual shot from there. So, But the pro plays their own ball at all times. So if you get to, um, you know, you can usually play from the pros if you spray one. So you can load up. So there's a bit of loading up. And young Jack Raz from the golf club, uh, he works at Cobra Puma. He's one of the guys there. And he's, he's he and I and, um, and Glenn Fernandez invited me along. So it was a great, great event. Uh, but I do want to play something for you, Mike, um, because one of the pro guests there, and I'm not sure if this is going to work. I've tried to get it, uh, connect the Bluetooth to the um, podcast system here. I will play it because I know this is a topic that's near and dear to your heart, and that is the performance of Peninsula Kingswood in, we're not talking Australian top 100s, we're talking global top 100s. So here's a forecast from our very own Mark Allen. Now, if this doesn't connect and uh, can't hear it, I'll have to praise you what Mark Allen said because Marcus Fraser put him on the spot. Let's see if I can play this right now. Pebble Beach, I know you've got it. <laughs> now, Mary, you're starting to get clear, we're getting close. Marion's a ripper. Royal Dormock's a ripper. Muirfield is the best links course I've ever seen. So, if we're being honest, and let's face it, you're not going to get it anytime soon. But in 20, 25 years, when people wake up, it's going to sit snugly in the second 10 in the whole world, is what I think. There you go. So uh, that's Mark Allen, who was put on the spot by uh, Fraze and was asked, Marco, you've played all these courses all around the world. Uh, what do you reckon? Where does this place sit? And he basically said, you know, it's going to sit within somewhere in the top 20 globally um, within a fairly re- near period of time. Interestingly, uh, a lot of had a lot of questions from uh, course raters from global uh, golf magazines like the golf.com rating panel who are about to publish a uh, Asia-Pacific top 100. So they're all scrambling to get down and play. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see where PK North course is rated. But I just thought I'd let you in on a little bit of an insight. I'm not sure if Marco would appreciate me showing that uh, sharing that audio, but uh, anyway, I did. Um, yeah, so anyway, I thought you'd appreciate that. Mike, it's a lovely course. I mean, I, I I don't I don't remember playing there very recently. I don't get invited to them. So um, no, it is. A, it, they're both very lovely courses, and you have been very kind to me <laughs> out from there. Um, uh, was, no, yeah. I think that the honest answer is someone who who's been there, I played South twice and North once. I'd heard what most people heard, and this is an unbiased view, was that you know the South was really really good, but the North was exceptional. And yeah, I, you know when you go to something and you think, oh yeah. I heard this was really good, but unless it's really, really good, I'm probably going to be deflated. Um, yeah, the North was everything. Everything I'd heard, it was it was a really, really, really nice course, immaculately kept. Nah, it was thoroughly enjoyable. Any, I don't, any, I don't you know world standard rankings and stuff. I, I don't, know, I don't know. To be honest, I don't. Anyway, people love that I'm going to. I'm going to. We've already. Had, I've already been jibed about turning it into a PK. It's like cheese, you know. We've turned it into this, the cheese and PK <laughs> podcast. Of course, not paid. Um, but I want to highlight a story. Also, probably more importantly, because um, it's a unbelievable uh, story of the Latrobe Golf Club. Now, the Latrobe Golf Club on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday hosted the WPGA event, the Melbourne, the Drum and Golf Melbourne. No, not Drum and Golf Melbourne as in where I am, but the Drum and Golf Melbourne as an entire city, international, um, or invitational, sorry. And uh, so it's a women's tour event. Uh, some of the wonderful women golf pros, you know, Karis Davison, um, Kelsey Bennett, uh Cassie Porter, you know, they're the two girls that um, uh, fought it out at the end there to in a playoff um, to, to win. I think uh, Cassie Porter won. Um, it was hosted at La Trobe. I played in the Pro-Am on Friday with uh, a couple of, uh, of the women clients from Drum Golf Melbourne. But we were 
entertained by Steph Bunky, who I've known Steph for four or five years, and Steph is a wonderful place. She probably, you know, needs a, a bit of luck and a, a bit of a breakthrough, you know, to get to where she wants to be. Obviously, she's a wonderful player, but jeepers, weepers, you know, her prodigious, her length is prodigious off the tee. She hits the golf ball like uh, I've never seen anyone hit it, and she's just such a, a great golfer. And you know, I wish her all the all the luck and success. But the real story there was how Latrobe reclaimed their golf course you know in november you mike i don't have to remind you what the floods were like because you know you lived and breathed that you know all 12 feet of water that you know nearly took out your house let alone your neighbor's house but um th- that golf course was flooded not once but twice you know as it started to recede there was another bout of rain and the flooding just consumed even more of the golf course 70 to 80 trees were taken out they lost every blade of grass on the golf course in terms of fairways in terms of playing surface uh, a number of the greens um, the water got into the drainage system that sit under the greens and in the bunkers and basically sucked out the inside of the bunker construction and sunk the bunkers. They basically had no golf course. Dead fish, dead animals all strung across the, across the course when the water went away. They had to spend n- not short of a million dollars just buying turf. They made the decision to buy 60, I think 600, like 52 semi double semi-trailers with rolls of Cooch fairway um, to relay every fairway. So like 60 hectares of Cooch turf at almost $900,000. Now the, the turf that they were after was in demand because there were many golf courses that wanted it, wanted it but basically a lot of them said no, no, we can get by with what we've got, you guys take it because you need it. And within, that was like the end of November and they've turned that golf course around to a playable golf course basically opened last week in line with this tournament and just to hear what they went through, it was just unbelievable and you know the members have obviously lived that we've sort of heard about it but you to sort of blow it off and think oh it's all right i can play golf every week and you know you can find any number of golf courses that you go and play at and but those guys there have just been through golf course membership and golf course management hell and uh just to see it turn out the way it was we're playing preferred lies you know through the uh, general area but it was great it was really good um so good on them for doing that and it was a good event sponsored by drum of golf of course and uh, i was happy to go out there and play another program did not win a Zach, no, no prizes no, to give away. No long drives, no nearest to pins. Nearly had a hole. Yeah. In, nearly had a hole in one on the first there at um, Latrobe, about two inches off uh, going in. Mamoka Kabori did have a hole in one, and uh, Dom Isaparty is uh, her coach. I think mm. I mentioned that after the sandbelt, of course. Jamie yes. Jamie Glazier copped no end of stick when Mamoka Kabori had <laughs> a hole in one. I think he got. I was speaking to her today. He had about seventy-five messages, mainly from people that he don't know, saying, "Oh, Jamie, another yeah. one of another one of the team having a hole in one." Yeah, so good, good luck, Jamie, with the hole in one. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that was a long-winded uh, rant about um, the, good. the challenge of Latrobe. If you if you are looking to go and play or join somewhere, um, and you're on that side of Melbourne, give it a go. There's plenty mm. got plenty of men and women. It's a great community club out there. It's a good good course. Track's great. Um, give it a go. To answer your question from before, Seath, starting on the north course. And just for you, hmm. because it's probably very important, hmm. the TPS Victoria this week's at Rosebud. Oh, Rosebud, yes. But we know that the golfing Buddha, not that you're a big guy, but right. the Buddha luck of, of playing with Ross Flanagan in a pro-am, maybe we need to be having a look at the odds for a Blake, Blake Collier Blake, to win. Yeah. Well, Collier. he had a couple of under, a couple of under around the north, and you know, I think he was too much um he enjoyed our company more more so than anything we probably i apologize to him at one stage so i'm sorry if we're distracting you Blakey. you're trying to win some money here but uh mm. we're having a great time he's just really nice person to to play with um well he's yeah, well, in the mix marcus yeah. is playing and so is jake hickenbottom they're all there um dave michaluzzi is a favorite matt miller maverick and cliff stiff steph kariaku uh anthony quayle jack thompson todd sinnett todd sinnett Mm-hmm. Well, it's playing there, and then he's playing Saudi the week after. Is that right? Could be. Don't know. Yeah, right. There you go. Um, yeah, so it's a, it's a good little field. I actually might try and get down there this week and have a squeeze. Uh, well, it's in great condition. I played. Did I mention I played Rosebud last week? Uh, yeah, you told me or you talked about it. Yeah, one okay. Hour. Well, they had 75, you know, had two doubles on the back nine, shot four over. Yeah, um, sounds terrible. No, it's but it's a great course, uh, really is good. You know, you can see the tweaks that Mike Cocking and the team have made around there, they haven't over over stylized it, but um, the course was great, fairways great, greens they'll be firmed up. What amazed me at Peninsula Kingswood on Monday, and I hadn't really been there 
over Christmas really at all. Been there at the, the uh, Sandbelt Invitational, which seems like a few days ago, but it's like a month away. Um, obviously, it was a wet day, but the the way that they firmed the greens up, the greens were running at like thirteen yesterday, and it was ah oh, yeah, the the greens at Vic for the Australian Open had to be kept a little slower. Mm. Um, and they were rolling beautifully, but these greens yesterday were rolling unbelievably, and I never putted on greens so fast um, in a long time. Yeah, it's good, enjoyable. Uh, get down to the TPS at Rosebud; you'll enjoy mm. it. It's free, free entry. Just, just rock in. That's it. Uh, let me know if you're going down, Mike. I might chum you down. I think I'm working Saturday, so it might be Sunday. But uh, no, I'm not working Saturday. I'm working Sunday. Uh, not sure what it'll be. I have to figure it out with with um, Mrs. Magic Mike, and okay. also yeah, being the long weekend, it's gonna be nice and busy down there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Ten minutes down. for you. It's, it's an hour and a half for me, so yeah, I've got a debate. No, fair enough. Uh, all right, are we done? We're done. We can talk about. Well, the only other thing that's on the list was um, yeah, Liv launched their calendar. Oh. We can talk about that. Either next week, it's not going to nothing going to change between now and next week. Well, they've launched their calendar and they've got this TV deal. I'm sure there's going to be further stuff to talk about in mm. the weeks coming. Um, a lot of talk in and around the uh, golfing body of Melbourne, who come in and visit me. Uh, are you going to live? Uh, can't wait to get across there. A lot of people have bought tickets and are planning mm. it, planning to go across there. Which um, uh, that's old out straight away. Yeah. I don't, I don't think our plans of going across there and playing golf are going to happen either. But uh, anyway, we'll talk about that. I didn't, I didn't buy a ticket. So the only way I'm getting there is on a hope and a prayer. Um, and I, to be honest, I'm not I'm not meaning this is not an anti-live show. Um, but no, I, I, I obviously went up and did the PGA and I did the Aussie Open. Um, we've got the big open coming up. There'll be other bits and pieces. Do I have time to sort of – got a full-time job. So I, shooting off to Adelaide to – watch an event i'm not sure if i can do it but anyway good luck to the people that are keen to get there i uh, hope they uh hope they enjoy it it would be something different look your preparation by the way starts now you know what i'm talking about don't you um no <laughs> your, prep- your preparation for your pro-am mile off of golf pro-am representation oh, yeah. de- debut oh, the only thing we need to do is just continue if i keep playing like i am now we're set because i'll be off 20 handicap by in three weeks, I'll be, we'll be flying. Oh, you don't want any double crossy wipes down there at 13th Beach. Uh, beach no, nah, it'll be, it'll, it'll, what are we, Stableford combined, Stableford or Best Ball or something? No, they play that European, that tour scramble. So, like we played on the last two days, you, you all hit off the tee and yep. then you play from the best shot, either the yep. pros or the amateurs, yep. and then you play your own ball from there. This shamble, is that what they call it? Tour, tour, no, I call it tour scramble. Tour scramble, okay. I thought like oh, Jensums, Gransoms, Jensums. That's it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway. Too many, too um, many, too many phrases. More on Mike's my love of golf pro am debut in the uh, coming episodes. It'll be in a couple of weeks' time. But Mike's uh, Mike's been elevated. He's he's been elevated <laughs> to the elevated event. <laughs> I've taken. I've literally taken a day off work for it. Yeah, me, put in put in for the day off. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us uh, on the My Love Golf Podcast. As always, uh, any feedback uh, we appreciate. Any feedback we welcome. And uh, all of your support we do appreciate and thanks for listening. And if you want to contact either of us, but more so Mike because he's, he's the brain power of the podcast, feel, feel free to reach out to him directly on Instagram or more importantly on the Discord. It's a growing little community of the My Love of Golf fans over there and there's a few great chats, a few great threads. Jump into the Discord if you've listened this far. We appreciate you. Love you. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week. <laughs>